If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Here with all the protocols and procedures that are going on, I don't know where it would be safer, though, because if we're out there and we're just doing our own thing, basically, it's like accountability, you know what I'm saying? Accountability. So I think we have all these protocols in place in this, and you trust that your teammates are going to be accountable, handle their business, and follow the protocols and stuff. I think that's our best bet. Rather than just having, you know, you send everybody home and you just have no idea, you have no control of what they're doing. This is the safest environment for us. Just being at this facility, Coach Novell and our athletic trainer, Jake, has put together some protocols that's the safest for us. You talk about 18 or 22-year-olds just quarantining at their house, that's unrealistic. Um, that's unrealistic. There's so many other things that, you know, God are going to go do, and which is not safe. Being here with my team and all of us together, it's the safest for us. That's out of Tallahassee today. Josh Kandow, Keyshawn Helton. Uh, guys coming back from injury for Florida State, uh, talking about coronavirus and playing amidst the pandemic. The ACC says game's still on. SEC says, hey, we're going to take all the time we can. We don't start until September 26th in terms of playing games. The Big 12 is somewhere in there. <laughs> Who knows? But the ACC is out, and the Pac-12 is out as well. That just came down right before the last break. Pac-12 and Big Ten won't play football in the fall. My question I just asked on social media, and by the way, I do want to get back to what Helton there said uh, from Florida State because I just saw an interesting post from Ohio State when it comes to is the safest place to be inside kind of that bubble of a university, bubble of a football team and program, and they can take care of you or just be sent back home. I thought on that in just a moment. I just shared on social media as the News of the Pac-12 came down, and we already know the Big Ten in the last hour. I mean, it's been a blockbuster hour here on uh, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. If you are a coach, president, AD, commissioner in the ACC, SEC, Big 12, woof. I understand taking your time, and, and that's cool. I think they should. I don't think they have to just come out here today and tomorrow and say, but You've got to really be leaning toward, are we going out on this island? <laughs> I mean, are we really going to do this? When the, It's not about being first. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about being last. It's about being right. Correct. And, and, I mean, this goes back to the presidential election reporting way back of 2000 and whatever, right? Yeah, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's. It's not about that ego-driven stuff. It's In this situation, it's about being right because there's a lot at stake if you're wrong. And I just – I'm putting myself in like Greg Sankey's position right now, commissioner of the SEC or Dan Mullen's position, and I'm like, wow, my gosh, all these guys – listen, we know we want to play. I mean we, we think we can do it, but if these guys are saying no, I mean – Two out of the 40% of the Power Five just said, no, we can't do it, and they're already canceling. And the Pac-12 is now saying, we don't even think the science adds up for the spring, but we're going to at least explore the spring. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, is this just a regional thing? I mean, is are we really getting caught up in 
well, we 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 think one way and uh, up up in the Midwest and well, I mean, and, and California than we well, do in the Southeast and and you know in Texas and Oklahoma and other places. Let's go ahead and put it out there, man. Okay, obviously the the, the Big Ten um, was the first one to bring this to the table. Pac-12 follows suit. You think of the Pac-12, we think of think of West Coast, California, Washington, things like that. Um, and once again, we don't want to get political on the show here, but I think there are a lot more blue states than there are red states. Let's be honest here. So if that's being said, and if you go to the you know if you go to the Midwest here, and you go to Iowa, Nebraska, even Wisconsin, you know you can make cases for both sides. But is this a political thing? Is this a political thing where it's like the more liberal states, let's just say, are pushing for obviously maybe football in the spring or shutting it down, and more of the conservative states, a la maybe like a Florida, maybe like a Georgia, are pushing for playing college football business as usual. Yeah, and by the way, if you want to even go, I think traditionally, uh, again, I'm not a political guy. We try not to go that way, but it's a fair question right now. Ohio usually, uh, I think, votes Republican. I think it's pretty close. And Ohio State uh, is kind of pushed back on it yesterday, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, to a degree. At least Ryan Day did, uh, the voice of the program. Now, a lot of coaches did. A lot of coaches pushed back. So, again, I don't don't like to go there, but are we going there? This is where we are, though. I mean, Uh, this is the world now, right? Yeah, and and so I don't hear – I said this to you in the break. The hard thing about the world we do live in, especially if you are not hardcore one way or another and and really just infatuated with the political views of of our world when it comes to anything, the hard thing is what to believe and why it's happening. It's why did the Big Ten turn in the last three or four days? That was our our conversation before. Mm -hmm. What changed? Was it the potential power play of, of the players? That now it's positioning going mm. forward. Is that a little bit in their back pocket? Is this our, our last ditch chance to say, hey, all this likeness and image and power of the players, we got to save it? No, no Is there way. a political play in here? Is there really concern about this heart condition that has come to light over the last few days? Is this really what everybody should be doing, even if they're trying to get to a playing field? Again. You can tell me no. I believe I don't know. That's my point. We're in a situation yeah. where we don't know what the motivation is. And sure. when I see the Big Ten guy come out and say something that he could have said in March, April, May, or June, yet he really just pivoted big time over the last four or five days after releasing a schedule, it makes my mind wonder even more. See, well, listen, I'm going to tell you no, all right, because when we talk about the the image and the you know like the players getting money and things like that. Listen, whether the Big Ten embraces that or not, whether they embrace the student-athlete empowerment that's coming, it doesn't matter if you postpone the season till the spring, two years, three years, five years from now. It's coming, okay? And that's just the way it is. Listen, if you're in the NFL right now, I don't care what you think about star athletes. If they want to get out of their teams, all they got to do is go on Twitter, talk some smack, and they'll get traded. Okay, that's just the way it is. Now, it has to be the star player, but that's the way the world is right now. And the way the world is right now as well is that college players have more power than ever. So to sit here and say, well, you know what, maybe the Big Ten got cold feet and said, you know what, we don't, this whole empowerment thing, this whole athletes coming together on social media, we're not ready for it. Tough. 
You have to get ready for it because it's coming. It's not going anywhere. It's only going to get worse before it gets better. So you can try to delay the inevitable as much as you want, but it's coming. So that's why I don't buy into that whole narrative. Here's what Nebraska uh, had to say. This is uh, leadership for Nebraska. It comes from all different um, folks, from the president to the chancellor to athletic director and Scott Frost as well collective statement we are very disappointed in the decision by the big 10 conference to postpone the fall football season as we have been and continue to be ready to play safety comes first based on the conversations with our medical experts we continue to strongly believe the absolute safest place for our student athletes is within the rigorous safety protocols testing procedures and structure and support provided by husker athletics we will continue to consult with medical experts and evaluate the situation as it emerges we hope it may be possible for our student athletes to have the opportunity to compete now, that is not one of those statements that kind of they did yesterday in terms of we'll find a way to play. We want to play. We'll be ready to play. Uh, that is, This statement is a little bit more we just want to do what's right with, for our student athletes. Interestingly enough, Nicole Auerbach uh, had this from Ohio State, and uh, she's from The Athletic. Included in the Ohio State news release about the news today is this. All of the student-athletes on scholarship will remain on scholarship. Well, the NCAA said that. That's not, thanks, Ohio State. That's Everybody's got to do that. COVID-19 testing by the Department of Athletics and quarantine isolation protocols will continue for these student-athletes. Well, Access yeah. to team facilities and locker rooms and sports performance, medical training, and nutrition areas will be available under the current health and safety protocols that are in place. Tutoring, scheduling, and additional services provided through the Student Athlete Support Services Office are ongoing. Comprehensive mental health services will continue for all student athletes, though the athletic department staff are through the athletic department staff at its sports psychology and wellness service department. What's interesting about that is there was some thought from the players and and some part of the argument was hey we're safer here than if you disperse everybody send everyone home Mm -hmm. well they're going to be able to stay on campus well right now school is going to try to go on in most places a lot of it's being done virtually but you can stay on campus you can get the testing you can kind of stay in that bubble you just don't play Mm -hmm. they're providing at least it looks like some of these schools, I would assume most schools, especially given what the NCAA said last week, the ability to stay safe kind of in that school bubble that players thought they would be the most safest in. Yeah, It's an interesting thing. Well, because I think even uh, uh, Keyshawn Helton just mentioned kind of the view we all have is, OK, if there's no football and they're not playing, well, they're going home. Mm. Well, you got to remember, this isn't professional sports. Yeah, They're going to school still mm-hmm. now. Some people can decide whether they want to do virtual from their home or from campus, and those things come into play. Uh, but I just think it's an interesting point, yeah. at least being out there, that you can still take advantage of all the things that you would normally do as a student athlete yeah. on campus, even though you're not playing on Saturdays and practicing maybe in the afternoon. Listen, but as you should, though, right? Because you're still a student at the end of the day. And, you they, and, and these aren't high school kids here. These are grown adults. A lot of these grown adults they have their own places they either live on campus in the dorms or they stay off campus so like they still have lives they're they're still adults there's still a way of doing things so yeah to send them back home and say all right well if you guys are safe back home have fun dude if i'm 19 20 years old i want to stay in my mom's basement the whole year i, I want to go on my own i'm an adult so 
I like what they're doing there. I think it's the obvious play, and uh, and I'm glad they're following suit. And obviously, getting you know whether it's the tutors or things like that, the study all that's still going to be a problem because at the end of the day, we don't talk about it a lot, but they are students first and athletes second. I got a question for you. I have Can an you crown a national champion in college football this fall? Well, heading into early next year, January. With three Power Fives playing They're going in whatever to. conferences. If they play, do you think we will have a college football national champion that excludes the Pac-12 and the Big Ten? If you're not going to have a champion, then why haven't played the sport in the first place? I mean, th- th- this is the way sports work. This is why we love sports so much, because we watch a season, we watch it weekly, and we say, this is the best team in the country. No, this is the best team in the country. Well, this is the crappiest team in the country. Yada, 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 yada. And then at the end of the year, we have one big shebang, and we say, you know what? This team truly was the best team in the country. Now, I, you can make an argument and say, well, if the Pac-12 you know, Pac is not going to play and the Big Ten's not going to play, can you truly call the you know best team in the country? doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if there's going to be three conferences, two conferences, or even one conference playing college football, whoever has the best record and then whoever goes on to win that championship, they're the champion. Simple as that. There's way too much money and there's way too much in sports in general to say, you know what? Let's not have a championship this year. Let's just go ahead and have a respectable conference championships and then we'll just kind of debate who's the best team in college football. You can't do that. I think one thing I'd be a little careful of right now is I don't know how concerned we should be. Uh, I said this about the spring, too. I don't know how concerned we should be with doing things the way they normally have been done. And, oh, well, we can't have a championship if, if all five power conference or if everybody doesn't have a chance uh, or we can't have football if our best players have skipped out and gone to the NFL draft instead. Now, this is a wacky time, folks. It's different. You you are trying to salvage something. And in part, listen, the university are, our universities are trying to salvage something. Money, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, scholarships that they've granted, they would want used, mm-hmm. uh, I would think. Uh, there's going to be a backlog of, of athletes in high school that are trying to come in. Uh, that's going to create a different kind of issue. But I do think the main goal is to is to utilize that student-athlete's year of eligibility on the field and not see a season taken away. So if you play at some point in the fall, you play in the spring, yet we have to do goofy championships with not everybody involved or no championships, and it's just a conference championship, you know what? That's the way it is. Like Again, this is going to be a wacky year. And not everything's going to be the way you planned it out. We've mm-hmm. already all figured that out in every walk of life. So I think the the number one thing, obviously health and safety and all that stuff, the number one thing next on the table for me is not to crown a national champ. It's to utilize the student-athletes' eligibility. Like you m- allow them to play the game they've practiced to play mm. if you can, if you can. I mean, in that safe environment. So I dis- I, it's not to me is to crown a champ. I understand I dis- you play sports to, yeah. to, to well, get a championship, but that's not – it's a little different animal here. Like you wouldn't say that – again, in high school, you wouldn't say that. Be like, well, let's make sure right, – That's because high school no, football is not bringing in $5 million or more than – five million dollars per season understand but if we're thinking the right way is my point here mm. it's about the student athlete and getting them on the field is it about the student athlete though or is it also about the money well listen the big 10 and the pac-12 basically said it's, it's about the about student the athlete it's not about the money right now but i'm saying the conferences right now that are open 
the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. Is this truly about the student-athlete, or is it about generating some income? Well, if you, by the way, if you play at all, you generate a lot of income. Correct. You, this is not, it's like you make zero money in the regular season, and you make bazillion dollars in, in the postseason in bowl games. Yes, you make a lot more mm-hmm. if you're able to go win a national championship. But you're making a ton of money here as well on CBS and Fox and ESPN with those television rights. So that's just as important from a dollar standpoint. You're winning if you get the student-athlete on the field as my in, from an economic standpoint. I just look at it like this, though. The NBA bubble right now. And I got this professional sports, but this is kind of my point right now. If the NBA was just to say, you know what, let's just see who wins the, in the West, who wins in the East, and then we'll call it. Let's not see a champion. Or we'll, let's see which division each MLB team wins, and then, yeah, we'll call it. We don't, we, don't want, we don't want a World Series. We don't want a Stanley Cup in the NHL. Let's just have a couple games here and there, and let's have some fun. No. Like, viewership would go down, people would be ticked off, and the bottom dollar would be low. Listen, I'm not saying right now that the students aren't important because they definitely are. But you're naive if you tell me right now the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 are still playing because, well, let's take care of our student-athletes. We worry about them. Yeah, a part of you does, but a part of you also understands, if you're the SEC right now, how much money you're bringing to the table. Okay? So if you're truly worried about that money, you have to be concerned about what? The fans. And if you want to make the fans happy, you better have a championship to show who the best team in the country is. Because if you don't have that, the fans are going to be frustrated and ticked off. Then the product's going to suffer. And if the product's going to suffer, then the bottom line suffers. It's uh, Can you smell what the rock is cooking, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tweet that. Okay. Okay. I think I'm the first one to do that today. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Uh, I'm sure there's probably hundreds, if not thousands, of people doing that. But go ahead. Go ahead and follow suit. I'll be one of them. Yeah. Maybe it's trending. Yeah. But seriously, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah. Is he, is he getting lucky? No. Potentially? Mm-hmm. Or is there some genius behind this move to buy the XFL? I mean, you could put an eight-team league in a bubble in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I mean, could could we? Is this an opportunity here to create a playing chance mm-hmm. for a bunch of student athletes before the NFL calendar kicks in? If you say, "Hey, Justin Fields," "Hey, Trevor Lawrence," "Hey, all you," well, anybody, let's. So, I'm going to put you in this bubble, yep. and we're going to find let's see, eight teams times let's just say sixty players. So we're going to five hundred guys. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it here, and look, it worked out in the end. We're going to pay you, too, by the way. And look, it works out in the NBA. Look what they're doing. Worked yep. out in the NHL right now. Look what they're doing. And here's your tape. You guys want tape? You got tape. We got the platform. Let's do it. So let's go back real quick. Vince McMahon brings back to the XFL with... You know, the goal to have an alternative to the NFL season. I think overall, you know, there were some cool things that happened with the referees, with the betting, things like that. It came off as a pretty solid product. COVID-19 hits, kills the season, and you know what? It kills the league, crushes the league. Vince McMahon then, a couple weeks ago, sells it to obviously a former employee in The Rock. Okay. The Rock, out of nowhere, buys the XFL during a pandemic, mind you, goes half in with his ex-wife and talks his ex-wife in to investing with him. So now you're going to business with your ex-wife. How? Listen, I don't know if that's on the 
business advice list. I couldn't do an escape with an ex-girlfriend, let alone run a company <laughs> of millions and millions of dollars with an ex-wife. There's no way. Sorry, can't do it. But you know what? The Rock's a different kind of beast, man. So good for him for doing, you know, whatever. Regardless of that, though, goes in with his ex-wife and now announces the new XFL. Okay, now, yes, from a marketing standpoint, The Rock's a big name. You bring viewership. But to me, there's more to it, man. To me, and listen, I get like there's a stereotype with The Rock where he's an action hero and, you know, he's a professional a professional wrestler, so maybe not the smartest dude. The guy's a very intelligent man, especially a very intelligent businessman. Look what he's done for Under Armour. Look what he's done for his own brand. So with that being said, I think The Rock was onto something here. I think I'm not sure and what's I'm not, you know, accusing him of having inside information, but I think he saw the fact that you know what? Some college football, it may be different this year. And they may not be playing. And you know what? If that's the case, we can poach some of those players, bring them to our league, showcase them. Because that, that's the thing that the XFL is missing. Last, you know, the last year when Vince McMahon owned it. It's the fact that, yeah, sure, I can bet on these games if I'm a degenerate, but I don't know any of these players. Yeah. I don't know who's good. Brent I don't know Martin who's bad. Playing. Exactly. So Brent Martin was betting the whole time. So I don't, I don't know any of these players. But if you can poach some of these Big Ten players, if you can poach some of these Pac-12 players like a J.K. or J.K. Fields, uh, Justin I'm sorry, J- Justin Fields. Well, now you got something. So I think The Rock might have been onto something. Obviously, I think there's a plan in place, and we'll see what happens. Well, what we don't know, and I don't, I didn't. When he bought the thing, and they bought the thing, I, I don't know if it said, "Hey, you've got to put a team on the field at any time." He basically bought a league where it didn't. He didn't come out and say, "Yeah, we'll be in the spring, and we're going to put." They didn't announce all those kind of things. Basically, bought the rights to the league. Yeah, right. And could could he could have waited four years if he wanted to for an opportunity to present itself. Mm-hmm. So maybe even if he didn't know this was coming, potentially he was maybe just looking for an avenue at some yeah. point. I mean, did he have to roll it right back out there this coming spring? Well, see, and here's the thing, though, Brent. And then, listen, it's a great question, and I have no idea. But I'm just saying, the Rock, dude, like the Rock doesn't need any money. Okay, the Rock Absolutely. is financially set for the rest of his life. His great, 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 great grandkids are set for if the rest I shake of their his lives. Hand, might be all you set. might be set as long as you know him. You're shaking his hand, you might be set. And listen, as far as things on his plate, I mean, he's got plenty going on. He's got the NBC, uh, the, yeah, the NBC Titans games. He's got the movies. Dude, The Rock lives a very busy life. Okay, so to me, to invest your time, effort, and skill set, and I get it, you're a football fan, but to invest that much, once again, not, not only money but your time into a product. To me, you had to have the, the the draw to it. You had to have something that was like, you know what, this is too good to pass up. And I truly feel like he thought that, you know what, with college football maybe shutting down this year, we'll have something there. And that's why he kind of jumped the gun a little bit and signed so so, so quickly. It's interesting. I, I don't know if they can pull all of that together quickly. I, I mean, whatever well, they've got to pull together. Listen, though, you'd have to try, right? Or not. Well, and you don't, by the way, you don't have to do it by like September or whatever. I mean, you could do no. something in November, December that runs into January, an eight week thing, a, a little thing. Just do something. Mm-hmm. Like, and by the way, you would have probably network television bidding all over that stuff because mm-hmm. now there are numerous holes mm-hmm. in essential, especially Fox's schedule because they run a lot of Pac 12 and Big 10, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, who knows? They, CBS and they could all have big holes. ESPN's going to have holes mm-hmm. now without college football in the fall. Now this uh, again, we'll see what the NFL does. But well, the this. bottom line is, there's still going to be holes in the schedule, and, yeah. and a fit for players like if a Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Let me just ask you: If you're one of those guys, 
or if you're you coming out of Murray State Mm -hmm. and you don't get that last year, which probably propelled you to be a fifth round draft pick in Mm -hmm. 2010. Are you signing up and getting out and say, hey, I'll run the risk. I'm going to lose my scholarship. At, I'm going to lose my yeah. scholarship now. I you got to check out of that. I and and that's easy for Trevor Lawrence. He knows forty million awaits. Yeah, it's a little different for Austin Lane. This is that Murray State degree, baby. This is I'm working here now because of it. Uh, the uh, Ivy really. League of public Ivy League. Brett, that's a, right. a little respect for Murray State Sorry. University, please. But it's different. Yeah, you giving up your scholarship. It is because you don't know what's on the other side of that rainbow. Hmm. So, <laughs> but Brent, but, oh, you, you're missing the big point, though, man. But would you would you say, hey, deuces, as you like to say? Yeah, you missing. And the, I'm coming to play in the XFL. You're missing the big point, though. Oh, that scholarship, yeah, it means a lot to me. Piece of paper, nice little parchment there with my name on it. Hang it up. Mom would be so proud. Yeah, that conversation with my mom would probably be, oh, you're going to forego school. Yeah, mom, sorry, but guess what? There's a caveat to that. Oh, Austin, what's that? I'm also making about eighty to ninety thousand dollars playing the XFL. That's the caveat right there, is you can pay players, man. You can pay players for, you know, that just one season. Say, hey, you know what? If if you're The Rock, listen, I'm The Rock. I got, I don't know, billions and billions of dollars. Maybe I go to Justin Fields. Maybe I go to Trey Lance. Hey, guys, you want to stay in school? That's cool. I I get it. Get get a degree. But you know what's cooler than a degree? (laughs) $100,000. Once again, this is The Rock saying it. Not me, kids out there. This is The Rock talking right now. Actually, quite frankly, you made that sound cool enough for me. (laughs) Okay, you did. All right, cool. I was about to ask, $100,000. But that's my point, is you had the luxury to to pay these kids. Because let's be honest, Brent. If you're the XFL right now, and you're in competition, obviously, with the NFL, if there's no college football this year, you don't mean to tell me the NFL is going to say, hey, Saturdays are open. What's a competition? The UFC? <laughs> the UFC? Not worried about it. Let's go ahead and have some NFL Saturdays. Let's go ahead and have some NFL more games on Thursdays, Wednesdays. I don't know. Let's just make this a household name for the rest of our existences. Meanwhile, what's XFL going to do? We have something where we can counter with the NFL, and we have stuff on Saturdays. I mean, that's what it's all about, Brent. It's the competition. So I think, once again, the intrigue to make that money if you're in college right now and go play for whatever, a season of the XFL, and then use that as a literally a trampoline to jump to the NFL, I think it makes too much sense. Keep in mind, too, if you do that, uh, just say it happens. You don't have to fill the Saturday-Sunday void. You yeah. can then go play on Tuesdays, Maction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can play on Wednesdays. And by the way, I'm not a proponent of this normally, but this would be the one chance to play on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. I hate when colleges play on Friday nights. I think that's high school nights. Sure. But it's not high school nights all around the country this year. A lot have pushed to September, I'm sorry, spring or canceled. So you potentially have a window there too. You can, and you only have four games a week if you have eight teams. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I almost think it would be really smart right now, and this guy's way smarter than me. Us, yeah, <laughs> way smarter than us. You got to believe they're working on, working on a bubble right now in the XFL. Yep. I mean, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. That would be something. That would be a twist. That'd be a game changer because now you're talking about. Well, well, it could I'm, be a game changer, by the way, for all of college football because well, they could do the same thing next year. This is this even is my when point. They can play. This is why it's a game changer because, say, and once again, this is all theoretical right now, but let's say the XFL jumps off. Uh, they they pop off and all of a sudden players are getting escorted from 
Big Ten, Pac-12, and they're going to the XFL, making some money, showcasing some film, and it works out. Well, those next coming years, Brent, who's to say the landscape of college football is going to be the same ever again? It's not. So... It's crazy. Well, we don't know if the, the sports landscape uh, is going to look a lot different. We've yeah. got that. Uh, by the way, if you don't have enough news and you're just jumping in, we, again, don't really talk politics much, but uh, Joe Biden has picked uh, Kamala Harris as uh, his running mate. Ah. So that's new yeah. uh, in as well today. Um, if you're just checking out, you can always hear more about that on uh, 104.5 uh, do, do we just go all in and talk politics for the last hour thirty here, man? Nah, just go all in today. I can't do it. <laughs> I, mean, I can't sell who are you myself. To? I can't who are you sell myself. To? What am I going to talk Believe about me, for an I hour thirty? If we did it, the numbers would go crazy. Oh, you know, dang right they would. Yeah. And I just can't do it. Yeah. What, what would be hard to do for the whole day? Talk politics on this show, or act like we're from England and talk soccer? Well, probably, probably soccer. Right? Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, yeah. The numbers did spike for the full mention. You better believe it, man. It was the voices. It was the accents. But we could really take this show off the rails if we wanted to go all, like, half politics, half sports. I mean, have you been on Twitter lately? That's what they're all doing. I mean, say no more. Do you, do you want a hundred thousand extra hundred thousand dollars? Do you want a scholarship? Let's go politics. <laughs> when we get back here on ESPN six ninety. Call in with all your political politic questions. Political questions. There we go. Oh, political. Yeah. I like I'm that. I'm gonna dominate this politics segment coming up. Your political questions. That will political your fancy. There you go. Yeah, 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 I'd rather talk about my hair. Next <laughs> on ESPN six ninety. Um, health-wise, it's, it's like night and day. Um, last year, I was just trying to get on the field. Um, even at this point, I don't even think I was cleared yet at this point last year. And when I did get cleared, I ended up having another injury. So, um, to me, for me, it's like night and day, um, finally being able to be healthy. Um, so, I'm looking forward to it. That is Cam Robinson, the left tackle of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big year for him. One of my predictions, he's going to be better than people think. Uh, let's see if I am right. Speaking of predicting, no, no, no. Scientifically trying to predict. I don't know what they call it, what he would be offended by or not. But I'm bringing in Mike Barsh from First Alert Weather Team. Best in the business because, Barsh, it's raining again like crazy. But bigger <laughs> than that, quite frankly, I kind of know this is coming. But I consider myself... Like, you guys don't consider me, but I kind of consider myself part of the First Alert Weather team when I can. Uh, I, I we like, agree completely. Yeah, we, I, we totally agree. I like the weather. and yep. you're, you're a closet weather nerd. I am. Uh, but I have I couldn't believe I made it to 43 years of my life being a right. bit of a weather nerd. And mm-hmm. I have never heard of what happened in Iowa yesterday. And I don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. Derecho. 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 At least it's not ECI Isaiah. <laughs> True. <laughs> what is Derecho? What why have I never heard it's, of that before? You know, actually it's interesting. That was coined by a dude from uh, a professor from the University of Iowa back in the late eighteen hundreds, believe it or not. So it's been around for a long time. But of course in the world of social media now and all the communications that we can and do make, it it becomes you know, much a much bigger thing when it happens, but it's fairly it's relatively frequent actually these kinds of storms. But they're li- almost like land hurricanes. They're tremendous storms. They're squall lines of storms that move really fast. They were moving seven miles per hour yesterday with wind gusts of 100 to 110 miles per hour. 
Now, you know how Iowans are, and I can say that because I'm from Iowa. My dad lives there. <laughs> 20 minutes before the storm hit, I texted him. I'm like, Dad, pretty bad storm. He texts me back, well, we need the rain, son. About 25 minutes later, 25 minutes later, he calls me. He's like, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm stuck in my pickup. I'm like, no way. Wow. <laughs> He's I... okay. Uh, they still don't have power today, uh, but it, it was, it was a, it was just a tremendous storm and it traveled from all the way from Southeast South Dakota to Ohio in about 15 hours time wow. and did damage all the way along that track. So it's pretty amazing. Well, Mike, then this begs the question, and you said it yourself, you're an Iowa guy, right? The Iowa State Cyclones, that's their mascot. Okay. Number one, I would say you should call them the Derechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chos. Why not, man? I'm into it. Marketing, <laughs> money. Hey, hey, hang on one second Go for ahead. a quick live update. It takes nine seconds. <laughs> He's going to do a should, quick live update. Should I talk? Update. Do, should I talk no, well, we well, can talk. Well, I don't, don't want to mess anything up. He's going on TV right now. Okay, but I don't want, if his mic's on, I don't want to mess anything up. No, uh, okay. he, he, I'm sure he, he, we're not coming through his live update. Okay. But I love your idea, the shows. The shows. I don't. I'm, I'm just, now, I'm I think nervous. he's a Hawkeye. Yeah, all right, I'm, re- I'm ready for some more radio now. No, you're all right. Oh, you're all That's good. a live TV update uh, because we do have storms rolling through the area right now. Right? Storms rolling in, but yeah. more important question. So when we talk about <laughs> the, the derechos right now, and it should have been Iowa State. Yes. What's the difference between a derecho and a cyclone? Well, that and that's a good point, a good question. Technically, a cyclone is an area of low pressure, a mid-latitude, low-pressure area. It's a storm system that brings rain. It's a little bit broader system. Uh, when we talk about it in the U.S., there are other terms geographically around the world, but that's how we would see it. A cyclone is an area of low pressure storminess, and a derecho is a severe thunderstorm with those high winds that moves over a long area, long stretch of area for, for miles and miles. So that would technically be the difference. The difference, Of course, the cyclone on the field is always a winner, guys. I'm just saying, Iowa State, step your game up. What, the Iowa State low pressures? <laughs> Compared to the Iowa State destructive derachos? Come on, man. It's not even close. What are we talking about here? That that could be a good new nickname. I think so. Iowa State. Get on that. Let's go. The Iowa State low pressures. You've got to do weather, and if they find out you're hanging out with us on ESPN 690, they'll get mad at me. But give us a quick forecast update because it's pouring around here, and uh, the storms keep rolling in late in the afternoon. Exactly. The timing's been a little different each day. Last night it was more in the evening hours. Today it's afternoon, and boy, I'll tell you what, it's coming together along the I-95 corridor for a rough go here the next uh, hour. So we're probably going to see two or three inches of rain in some places, some ponding of water, some flooding, a lot of hydroplaning on the highway, so be extra careful. But this stretch along I-95 all the way through Duval County and then southward into St. John's County, it, it's a nasty storm this afternoon, so be extra careful out there. It'll be pretty much gone by, in the metro area, it'll be gone by at least, 637 and maybe a little bit earlier than that. All right. First alert, Chief Meteorologist Mike Barsh. Thanks, man. Appreciate you checking in. Thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, it. Take uh, care. Check in with Mike uh, at 5 o'clock on CBS 47 and Fox 30. is an Iowa guy. That I'm serious. I had never heard of Derecho, and I, love I. You. I, I would, that would be a cool nickname. That's what I'm saying. Dude, the Cyclones? What are we talking about here, The Cyclones Brent? are terrible. It's not well, bad. But. Listen, it was it was a lot more intimidating to, you know, Mike. I call him Money Mike, told me what it was like and what it's supposed to be. It's a low-pressure system. No one's afraid of low-pressure systems. Right now, I'm sure a cyclone can do some damage, so I don't want to make light of that. But we got derechos. Like, the word destructive always follows the word derecho. Destructive derechos. Alliteration aside, that's what happens. Cyclones? Out of here.
Derechos. I like it. The yeah. Iowa State derechos, they would be way better in sports if they were the derechos. <laughs> Without a doubt. And that's science, Brent. That's not us talking. That's science talking right now. <laughs> now a serious thing in Iowa, though, if you look uh, in, in across the, the Midwest, if you look at a, a lot of corn crops, which is a heavy time right now for corn, mm-hmm. and uh, it will really hurt right now. the economy out there big time. So it was a devastating one uh, with hey, the derechos. Front page, what, what does it say in the beginning? Destructive derecho. 100-mile-an-hour winds. Enough said. 700-mile path. Jeez. It's incredible. That's insane. I can't believe there's some hills either. out there or something yeah. to stop buildings. Or, well, no, you don't want buildings, I guess. Yeah, careful about that, uh, right? <laughs> But Thanks, for Mike Barsh, uh, for, for stopping in. I got a thought, actually, because we are just talking about the weather. I, I thought about this this morning. Yeah. What's, like, the appropriate time, wrong time? Like, what's the barometer, uh, speaking of a weather term, for... Somebody to start working on their yard in the morning. Well, see, you're, you're talking to the right person, right? Because uh, I've worked landscaping two summers um, to help, you know, pay for my, some of my college expenses. <coughs> Beer. So with that being said, <laughs> mom's listening to She'd be bummed about that one. Um, so I think the way it worked in Wisconsin when I worked there is that it had to be 8 a.m. 8 a.m. was the earliest you could go, you know, with, with the weed whackers, with the lawnmowers, things like that. So I'm saying 8 a.m., Brent. Well, that's about right. Maybe that is the rule. Yeah. Well, listen. I mean, and I'm not so. You have to explain. So obviously, one of your neighbors. We don't have to name my name or anything. But one of your neighbors woke yeah, you up today. It's all different. I uh, I heard it today, so it got sure. me thinking of it today. Uh, stay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand that. Like I don't mind it as much, but Steph's kind of like, ah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it depends what it is. Today was it was weird. I don't know if somebody was pressure washing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a mower today mm-hmm. or a weed whacker, but it was like a pressure washer. Mm-hmm. And I actually think it was like across the street. It wasn't even like right next to us. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty loud. Yeah. And so it got me thinking of that. I'm like, I wonder what like the etiquette is. On, on that, but at 8 o'clock, I, I guess that would be Listen, reasonable. If, if you're upset because someone's waking you up for landscaping or pressure washing at 8 a.m. and you're still in bed, maybe it's time to reevaluate some of your life choices. Now, if you work nights, I get that, but that's that's kind of on you, right? That's what you signed up for. You're going against the grain a little bit. But if you wake up at 8 a.m. in the morning and you don't work nights, it's like, well, who's waking me up to this lawnmower right now? Welcome to the real world. Have some kids and see how it pans out for you. You get we, zero uh, sleep. Our apartment complex is back by the uh, the garbage can in the, in the complex. Yeah. And they bring in this truck every Monday morning. And I'm telling you, it's like 530 in the morning. And it's a truck, so it has to back up mm. to pick this thing up. So it's just beep, 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 beep yeah. all beep, beep. Literally, I wake up, Nicole gets so upset with me because it wakes me up every time, and I just sit in bed, and I'm just fuming. Like I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. At 5.30 in the morning, you're doing this every Monday? It really doesn't bother me, but that's early. You know, see, I'll, I'll phrase it this way to you. Because I thought maybe you'd say that. That's about the time. I don't really believe maybe we've got somebody earlier than eight. It doesn't feel like it. Though. Some HOAs, like, put in the don't time, don't they? But I would say this then, okay? If somebody's, if you're going to make a business call, mm. right? Or a call, like I would say, if you're, uh, what are those calls that we would try to ignore? Telemarkers. Telemarketer. Telemarketers. Like, yeah. what time can are you? What's like? It feels like nine o'clock is the earliest you can call somebody in the business world. See now, see this is where I differ. I think nine o'clock is it's a decent time. But let's say I have to make like a business call. Let's say I have to do like an interview or something like that. And I'm yeah. trying to set up an, an appointment to interview somebody for the show or for whatever reason. I'm waiting till at least 1030. Really? Yeah. I mean, have your breakfast first because everyone's got their morning routine, right? Like 
And once again, telemarketers are different because they don't give. Oh, you know what? They, they, they just, it's, they're, they're on one mission here. But if, if I'm trying to be hospitable here, if I'm trying to show that, listen, I, I respect your mornings and everything, I'm waiting until at least 10, 1030. Oh, that's, now that's well, just, lenient. Know, well, I know, but uh, have I would, some breakfast. My, you know? I guess my point, most people would say around 9, I think, sure. after 9, because you think a 9 to 5 job, right? True. We you know, do so, a, yeah, we do an ESPN like digital meeting at 945, and I feel like that's egregious. Yeah, well, yeah. again, I, I understand different lifestyles, but I think it, it's at least, it's not like, whoa, I can't believe you called me at 945. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if I'm up early and I need to call somebody, I will wait till after 9. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've Nine's called good. somebody before I, 9, unless it's somebody like that. I absolutely I would know, think but, if it was like, if it was like, if you or Nick or Austin were calling me, and I looked at the time and it was nine o'clock. I'd be like, "All right, it's probably some work stuff." But if you were calling me at seven in the morning, I'm like, "Uh oh, something oh, yeah. was re- something real bad just happened." Yeah, that's like, really early. I need to find a new job or something. So I well, guess then, my point is, if the, in the if if the etiquette is ah, wait till after nine, mm-hmm. why isn't the etiquette to mow my lawn, my neighbor's lawn? <laughs> That's a good nine. point. Well, because because you're awake though, right? Like you're already up. Like the, I think the proper thing with the etiquette is, listen, if you're sleeping still, it's inappropriate. You know, like that. That's not very neighborly. But if they're awake, then yeah, let it fly. But here's here's the other question, and here's the other side of it. How late can you do landscaping till? How late can you run that lawnmower for? Man, I, how until late is dark. too late? Until dark, I'd be fine with until dark. Here's the here's the thing. The catch with the landscaping stuff is, first of all. You got to get it in early because of this storms Listen, going on right now. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought you meant the heat too, but the heat. Well, and yeah. the heat. Yeah. And so it makes a lot of sense to go earlier in the day. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, a landscaping business got to be a good business. I see more different landscaping business. Like, are there more landscaping business per capita? In Jacksonville, dude, f- than, than any other business. Florida goes hard, man. Like back where I was from in Stevens Point, we had like Monopoly. I'm like. 50 miles we would travel. <laughs> like, nobody was touching well, I feel us. Like, I feel like, uh, like, uh, bug, you know, getaway. Pest. What, what, what do you even call Pest control, that's Pest it. Pest control, oh, yeah. Bug, I feel like there's bug a lot dudes. of those. Bug getters. <laughs> bug guys. There's a lot of those in Florida. Yeah, I feel like those, too. Well, there's a lot of bugs, bro. But, like, I've been traded and handed down landscaping businesses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they're like, oh, we got too busy for you. We don't want you anymore. <laughs> Boom, next guy. You're, you're oh, we priority. got too busy. We've grown. Boom, yeah, next yeah, guy. Yeah. I'm like on our third one. You're on the bottom of the list. It sucks. Yeah. Um, Listen, you couldn't pay me enough to work landscaping in this weather, in this heat. Really? Uh, yeah, dude, are oh, you kidding? I would do it. Oh, you think, it's, you think it's, oh, I'm going to ride a mower all day and have my headphones oh, on. No, dude, there's a lot more. Oh, it's sweating. You're sweating now. You're putting in sprinkler systems. It's, it's a hard you're, job. You're trimming bushes. Yeah, dude, there, there's no way. Like. The, the Wisconsin summers were one thing, and I survived them. I, you, you have to wear pants, too. Imagine me wearing pants every single day in the summer. Yeah, Could the you imagine that? little iffy. Work boots? Kidding me? Vans, yeah, baby. But, yeah, but I, know, I, like, but I'm what? terrified of getting bit by a snake, so boots and long pants just gives me that feeling like I got a chance. <laughs> Listen, the last thing we're thinking about when we're strapping our boots on and we're putting our Carhartt bibs on is, man, hope there's not going to be a snake today. That's, Thank God I'm wearing my Carhartts just in case. No one's talking about that. That's my thought in general whenever I'm walking by like a bush, even now. Right, like I'll just be walking to the gym in the morning, and I'm near a bush. I'm like, oh no, I hope there's not a snake in that. This isn't. We're not in the Arizona desert. What are you, You dude? You never know. Never know what. You never know if there's a snake in there. I had a snake walk in front of me by my door two days ago. Wasn't even worried about it. It was a little black racer. Just kind of went on business. Like unless it's like a rattlesnake, you're gonna be okay, dude. Once you identify it's a black racer, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, exactly.
If you can't identify it's a black racer, then I'm not well, very no, cool. To be fair, I didn't identify it. My wife did. I took a picture of it. I'm like, is, is this dangerous? She's like, no, you're fine. Okay, cool. The one I can Sounds identify good. now is like the corn snake. Yeah. Because usually that's got a bunch of colors, and it's yep. it's okay. Yep. Uh, from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> what you hey, hope. Uh, Major League Baseball, the A's, uh, Laureano banned six games, and, and the bench coach uh, was <laughs> banned 20 games. Lost a third of the season for that brawl. The A's and the Astros. Can we make baseball violence again, please, man? Can we make it gritty again? Come on, man. A third of the season. And it wasn't even you. Like, they had to throw a punch. His players went after him. No, like, but you knew it was going to be harsh because they don't no, want to promote they don't that. Want it. What don't they want to promote, though? This like the social distancing stuff? Yes. You can't be fighting when you're trying to promote social distancing. I understand that, Brent. But at the same time, like, if they all checked out, they all checked out. I mean, I get it. The optics looks really bad. But if they're all playing out there, it means that they're clear and they're ready to roll. But make no mistake about it. That's why the severity of penalty has been what it is. Kelly, yeah. Joe Kelly, got no, the I, eight games. I get it, man. Because of that, they do not it. want it. They're saying, we're going to penalize the heck out of you yeah. if you're going to do it. I'm a little surprised Loriano didn't get more, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, mean, I know he's provoked, but he's the one that charged a dugout. A 30 game, dude, a third of a season. Oh, I'm sorry, tw- 20 games, third yeah. of a season. It's insane. Hey, Yannick Ngakwe. And Dave Caldwell have conversations. Does it change any of your feelings about Ngakwe playing in a Jags uniform this fall? It's next on ESPN 690. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.